<laughs> Beautiful. Hey. Hey. We are back. Have you guys gotten any sleep? Barely. Why sleep? When I all slept you can... like a baby. <laughs> Why <laughs> sleep? There, there's there's countless amounts of Leon Leon Edwards interviews that we can listen to. We can listen to everybody talk about him. We yes. can listen to reactions of of Henry Cejudo saying "easy money" <laughs> two minutes before, and then and then the crowd goes crazy. There's no room to sleep anymore. Nope. Every Dana White interview has to be watched immediately. I, you know, he sound he sounds like a like a humbled man. That 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 Dana. Yeah. It was a, it also, was a what? what I'm saying he also is about to make a lot of money on what he's never made on that movie. trilogy. <laughs> when when do you think that'll even happen? And uh, should it happen next? Is really a good question. Yeah, you think yeah, so? just because because of what he's done and already like like I was about to be announced the goat basically for sure. And, and uh, I think he said they're looking at maybe March next year in uh at Wembley yeah but he also just got brutally knocked out you could give him a little time to recover and let Leon fight like the winner of Nate Diaz and Hamza and then just as soon as Kamaro's ready to go just let him just put him back in for the title shot I mean March is it's pretty far away yeah I think we should probably introduce our guest who's our guest hey our guest <laughs> I better be here. Just, just ignoring him. <laughs> he doesn't really feel like a guest. He feels like the uh, the founder and chief. Uh, and yeah. He's like the, the chief and commander. I'm just an idea guy. <laughs> <laughs> Who do we got here, Sal? We got Mr. Abdias Garcia. <laughs> yeah. Resident One fight fan. One yes, and sir. only. Happy yes, to be sir. here, fellas. On a fighting chance. Leaving no room for that romance. Oh. On the mics and making a dance. Oh, letting people know your stance on the fights that are to come. Got a large, some large pants there to fill. Oof. Yeah, large pants. Large pants to go on some rants. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, Man. those raps are putting me in a trance. Oh, give me a chance. Wow, it's getting bad. Yeah. It's just, you guys it gets know anybody named Lance by any chance? No, but I know a guy named Vance. <laughs> Lance, Lance. Lance. I do name a. Uh, I do know a person named Vance. Only one person. Yeah. Or you said? Anyways. Did you say Lance or Vance? Said I said Lance. You don't know anybody named Vance. Vance, I do. I know someone named Vance. Not Lance. <laughs> you, know, you know a guy named Vance, but no Lance. No. Vance. Right. But no There's Lance. no chance you know a guy named Vance and not a guy named Lance. If you know Lance, you probably know Vance. Yeah, but Thank I heard you. he had a run-in with some ants. Oh. All righty then. So yeah, what hell of a yeah. night last night, huh? I know. What uh first of all, before we get to that title, there is so many things that happened before yeah. that main fight that are worth discussing. Yeah. Like how about uh Jose Aldo not showing up? What the hell was that? What do you mean? Well, he was like twelve for twelve on takedown defenses. Can't that win you a fight? <laughs> He's using the, the Tyron Woodley technique. <laughs> Just stop takedowns and you'll win. You know, for the for the whole week, I was like, Jose is going to literally win this fight. He's going to get too. the title shot in in Rio. Yeah, He's going to win the belt and then retire. Like that's what yeah. I really was starting to put into the universe. Um, I don't think it got to him, 
but it, it got to other places possibly. Yeah. But Marab is uh he's got some stamina. I will give him that. He's got a, yeah. he's got a he's got a nice pace and uh he's got a good training partner who's the the belt holder. And the, it's just weird because like what will happen when that fight becomes it, that fight's going to have to happen but they're not going to ever do it. It's like uh like Sean right. Strickland will never fight Marvin Vittori. Like um uh, Vicente Luque and Gilbert Burns will never fight each other. And but those are obviously would be good fights, but it would be like if we, you know, got no ring together like us we would we would we would probably throw pillow punches <laughs> right yeah i mean oh. from what i've heard um i've heard them i've heard him say that like marab could go to 25 or aljo would go up to 45 mm-hmm. but the general consensus seems like they would just figure out another way and not have to fight each other you know they're just I mean? gonna take some scissors to the belt and just like share <laughs> yeah, yeah. all right <laughs> Yeah, you Cold, take this belt holders. Yeah, like you have it this week. I'll have it the week after. Right. Yeah, I don't know. That's a tricky situation. And at the same time, it doesn't look like he's too close to a title shot after that. Dana doesn't seem too uh, impressed after that. No, he was not. Well, no. how how could you be after what uh, Cheeto did last week? Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, come on. You could you could do that fight? What, depending Marab- on yeah, Marab and Cheeto is like a, a number one contender, mm-hmm. title eliminator. Yeah, it's all dependent on what happens with Piotr Jan and Sean O'Malley. Because if Sean wins that by some freak chance, because that can happen based off of what we witnessed in the last minute of 25-minute fight last night, um, I really believe that he'll definitely get a title shot. So, I yeah, think for one win? Sean O'Malley? Yeah. Sean O'Malley will definitely get the title if he beats Piotr Jan. Which is crazy because he's not ready for it. Nah, man, they, I don't know. I think he, what they should do, not, not that they would do it, is that he should fight Cheeto. And then the winner of that goes to fight the title. Sean? Yes, if he wins the, the Piotr fight. Yeah, but let's not let's not forget the UFC is a business. And, yeah, I said that's and, what should happen. And, and Cheeto put some hurt on Sean O'Malley in that last fight. That Sean, yeah. you know. That 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 they're that they're calling a no contest. Yeah, a no contest. We all know where that was going. <laughs> yeah, come on. He ate an elbow to the dome. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think that was a fair stoppage. Uh, speaking of stoppages, what about that Tyson Pedro stopped last night? That was quick, and that kind of uh, kick. Emily even asked me, she's like, can they do that? Like, can, can somebody, <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? Like, she's like, that could really like break his rib. I was like, what do you think we're watching can right they now? Do <laughs> I, was, I was like, is are we watching? Is a safer punch? Yeah. Is, yeah. A... is this Teletubbies? Yeah. That looked like it could cause some damage to his orbital. <laughs> his orbital. His rib orbital. That was nasty. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I don't think that guy was uh, prepared. With all due respect, I mean, just yeah, not the guy for Tyson Pedro. Although I, I, I understand he's coming back, and but from the last fight, like they should have thrown something a little bit more. I don't know. It just unless he made it look so ridiculously easy, right. a, less, a less hairy situation would have been nice. Yeah. Yeah. I like how John Annick said it was a favorable matchup. Yeah, definitely yeah. <laughs> favorable. I mean, he was yeah. like a he was like a minus seven hundred, and everybody's like, "Who is Tyson Pedro?" <laughs> like, it's like, "Oh, that is that's who he is." Yeah, people forgot that dude was 
was uh it was on a tear before he, he got injured. Mm-hmm. Then well, then he tore something. <laughs> oh. Um. But uh. Yeah, for sure. That was uh. I mean, it was a cool fight. It was definitely it was, a cool yeah. fight. It he was. His skills. But we we skipped all over. Uh, what was it Altamira? Is that his name? So that's the fight. Yeah, you guys. Yeah. You guys um, were texting Saldana? me being like, "Victor's a beast. Victor's a beast." Yeah. No, no, Victor. Oh, no. Uh, Altamira. Yeah, yeah Morano or whatever. Morano, um, you guys were texting me while I'm sitting at a dinner table, being like, "Why, why aren't the fights on? Why? Aren't... I'm eating. I'm eating. I'm eating some mahi mahi, but but there's no Victor on the TV." Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was it was still a delicious meal. But then you guys are texting me like, "Victor's a beast," and we already knew that because that was part of Saul and I's prediction. So we knew yeah. that was going to happen. But um, that was a fun fight. It was, man. It's a great it, way to open the card too. Like, it's, yeah. it kind of set the tone. It was uh. He got the bonus, I believe, right? I think he got. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He got yeah. performance of the night. There weren't a lot of bonuses given out last night. I think fight of the night was actually Costa, for sure. Yeah. Fight yeah. of the night and was the Costa. Performance of the night was uh, Leon Edwards and Victor got him. And Victor he gave yeah. out two. You know, it's interesting because I was not a UFC fan like during Luke's heyday. Like I was not. We had a heyday. <laughs> I, I i didn't watch strike force i wasn't into it when luke was the champion when he got knocked out by bisbing like i i didn't really even know much about luke like even when uh when blahovich knocked him out like i wasn't really i wasn't a diehard then mm-hmm. um but this week last few weeks like listening to luke has been pretty awesome like just like let's see what this guy can do kind of thing i mean different bringing different energy than you know he seemed like a changed man and i gotta say that was an impressive uh that was an impressive 15 minutes for anybody to put themselves through and to just keep going like i mean because I, I was watching it be like this guy's got money this guy's got you know he can he doesn't have to be there right and um and then at the end he's just rubbing his blood all over paula costa like that's that's how he chose to go out with a bang yeah, that was some that was a erotic uh, cannibal corpse shit right there. Yeah, <laughs> that was, that was interesting. <laughs> Homoerotic cannibal corpse. Yeah, <laughs> like cannibal corpse is just ba- backstage every night. Be like, <laughs> lie down. <laughs> Let me bleed on you. Um, that that was really bizarre. I think he was fighting himself. That's what yeah. I saw. I saw a guy battling his demons in a cage. And Paula was just there, kind of. Uh, hosting but he yeah. was it seemed like he was just fighting himself he was very emotional and um you could tell it you know he was just really struggling with it was all it was probably the most emotional fight i've ever seen for sure no i, yeah. I was even listening afterwards i was just like oh, this is you know heartbreaking but also like you know it gives you uh anybody who's putting themselves through that like you feel for them because you know they're going through some, some stuff like you're talking about like fighting their demons i mean even all week like dc's asking him like where are you going to pull from if you have to face adversity he's like i don't need to pull from anywhere besides i'm a man fighting another man in this cage and the, that, yeah. that's what i that's that's all it takes for me and you really witnessed that like you witnessed him fighting through pain whatever he's gone through like mental a lot of whatever you know we're not in his head but it just seemed um, it seemed like he was battling a lot in there, not just Paula Cost. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's what I mean. I, he, I think yeah. he was coming to terms with um, the end of an era. He yeah. probably made this fight his. If I win, I'll I'll go. I'll keep going. If I don't, like, um, and I think that's a it's a it's a humble and vulnerable stance, and at the same time, it leaves a massive opening 
to what happened because you know maybe had he gone in and be like no there's no way i'm quitting or there's no but dana always says right the minute you start thinking about retiring you're you're already retired yeah and, but those, uh, but those were that, some powerful shots he was still throwing that's what i'm saying though that yeah. was that's what it felt like he was fighting himself going like no you can't stop no you you gotta keep going mm-hmm. um I, I I've never seen anything like that to be honest. I've never seen anything so uh, heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, like fucking raw, inspirational, and like it was awesome. It was a great fucking fight. And I'm, you know, I, I Luke is a stud. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. He was a stud for a long time. He's just kind of cringy sometimes with his comments, but <laughs> um, but he fought a the best fight he could have fought that night and. And it was raw. It was raw emotion, which, you know, the cool thing about that is that most people don't get to see that side of fighters. Right. And they think they're just these, uh, you know, kind of stone cold people or whatever. And, and like, it's it's completely the opposite of that. You know? I know. And honest. Yeah. Sorry. What? No, no. Go ahead. I've honestly been feeling like you've been like witnessing a lot more of that even this week. Like yeah, with, uh, like Justin Gaethje's like interview yesterday, like talking about Charles yeah. Oliveira. I don't know if you guys saw that or not, yeah. dude. I, I gotta watch that. Oh, dude, it was so great. I've, I've watched Go it like ahead. three or four times. Like I'm like, you have to listen to this because him talking about uh, Charles hurting him. Yeah, and like he's like, I've never felt anything like this in the cage before. And he describes like the buzz of like getting hit, like your your body goes into shock. And he's like, this literally felt like my tongue was on a like a very supercharged battery. Yeah. Like my body and- was like just went into like an electric shock. Yeah. Wow. And and listening to him talk, I mean, you hear, uh, I mean, we all know who the champion is, and he broke Justin in that fight. Yeah. It um and and hearing Justin be so vulnerable about it is is really uh it's it's a it's a it's like a privilege to be behind that like fourth wall and be able to be part of it and like just just get to hear the truth. Right. It seems like something he would have said to his coach, but not to anybody else. Right. You know, right. like that, like the John Jones confession about partying a week before, <laughs> you know, to, to have an excuse if, in case he lost. That was his go to. And that 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 took some balls to admit. Yeah. Or like John Jones, when he's whenever he's getting arrested is like the most vulnerable thing you could ever <laughs> witness. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of messed just, up that they put out those all those videos like dude it immediately is, after he gets arrested like watch him get arrested man the one where he's like outside of an apartment and he's like just in his car and then a cop comes up i mean i'm like by like 10 minutes into that i'm just like crying i'm like oh no this is a guy who's been hit way too many times yeah, he's drunk yeah. and it's very sad like any of those things it's up there with the luke fight last night yeah you think <laughs> what'd you say no go ahead I was going to say, like, I think Luke really kind of redeemed his career last night. And, mm-hmm. you know, all the, like you said, he's not a, per, his personality's not the most appealing. And he's been Cheney in the last couple of fights. So he gets a lot of hate. And then this one, he kind of, he, he showed everyone that he is tough. And, you know, he can go in there and, and hang with the guys at the top. But, you know, it it was, yeah, like you said, it was really raw. Have you found his interviews this week to be cringy? Honestly, I didn't watch him. Uh, mm-hmm. I started watching the one with DC. He seemed upset. Very. Yeah. Um, but I didn't finish watching it, not because I didn't want to. I think, you know, I just I caught a glimpse of it. I had to do something else. But I do intend to go back and because it seemed like it was contentious, which is weird because DC's his friend, you know? Yeah. Him and DC have a weird uh, relationship compared to the other AKA guys. Is it the kind where he rubs 
blood all over his face. <laughs> with his nose. I don't know. It's just oh, he's always yeah. It's uh, with them too. It's always different than in, like with DC and Kane or Khabib and all that. This seems like there's some kind of animosity. Well, mm. yeah, because I right think I, I think uh, Luke has this uh, like these demons that we're talking about, and DC is like a cartoon character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah D- and even DC has been different the last, uh, you know, ever since everything happened with his with his parents, starting with his dad and then the mom and all that. He is also, is it? You could tell it's like it's it's not that a little bit of that light. Yes, is yeah. gone. Um, he went a from hundred watts to like maybe forty watts. You know, I, I'm sure that the internet has gotten to him. There's oh, no yeah. way he's avoiding the comments there's no way i mean the internet is a loud place and Mm -hmm. they they rip him a new one for his Mm -hmm. commentary i mean it's like okay last week the bisbing and dc energy together they do not like each other that's what i was telling style (laughs) that's what yeah that's what he was saying too. i said that's not like friendly banter there's some shit going on there dude there's yes there that's some like post like, that's like as soon as they turn off the mics, you can tell they're not going to say, hey, good night or whatever. They're no. just going to walk away from each other. You can tell there's no respect from yeah. especially from Bisping to D.C. Yeah, I, I and, and I don't see. Well, I guess I do because Bisping can be a dick when he wants to. Uh, right. But, but I think but, he's got I, I think he's got some very like I'm not going to say valid opinions, but they're strong opinions. Who Bisping? Yeah. On D.C. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't I don't know any of them. Do you Uh, No. Well, no, I'm saying like I just in his gut, like, or like my gut tells me that there's some, like, whether it's on the, you know, calling what's happening before, like w- during a fight and then something doesn't like, he just wants him to do his job. Like, I don't think like calling, like who scored, which round, like he, he thinks he's, I think he thinks he's judging versus doing commentary. He does call um, him out a lot on, on stuff. He'll say he'll, he'll correct him right after mm-hmm. who will correct who. Uh, D- yeah. 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 Bisping will correct uh, DC. DC. Yeah. DC. Yeah. DC does tend to steer a little, like he start getting emotional with the, which I mean I'm sure it's hard not to when, when you're watching those coach. and you're doing that live, huh? huh? He's such a coach, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A different vibe. And, well, like, and- a, yeah, like Ode Osborne last week, he was mm-hmm. definitely like he's like, oh, he's winning the fight, and then he got he gets knocked out, which just <laughs> sucks for DC because he like if somebody's just watching that, they're like, well, what is DC talking about? But Ode was winning the fight before that happened. Like, right. he's not wrong with. A lot of the things he's saying, but I, mean, I hear not- a lot of criticism on the Israel Adesanya um, Blahovich fight. Like when he, when you go back that and watch bad. that, all of the commentary is yeah. like very off on that. And that was bad. But what about Dean Thomas? <laughs> what, what, <laughs> dude, Dean okay. Thomas comes in yesterday with a confident analysis of like, hey, listen, he is broken. Whenever it's not looking at the coach, I know this thing. I know this is this is broken. That's it. And then uh, all there is to it. And then everybody's like, all right, hey, you guys get the lights on the way out, okay? Make sure there's no popcorn on the floor when we leave. Like, you got an Uber? Can I drive you home? Yeah. Pa! Oh. He, uh, you actually missed it. Yeah. We, he was, t- like, we got up. He had Literally just turning maybe off the lights. Two minutes before the knockout happened. Wait, you it, guys were? Yeah. I was yeah, turning who, off the lights in the yeah. kitchen. He looked at me and he's like, I'm never buying another Usman pay-per-view card again. This is it. It's like, yeah, I give man. up. And we were like, ah, oh, man. <laughs> and then he gets up and he starts turning all the lights and I'm still watching. And then, boom. 
and he tur- and he turns around like what? And I was like, you just talked about, she talked about. So if you're there. walking away from the TV, you you didn't yeah. see it in real time. No, I didn't. I literally. Abdias, I we have this off. in common. We have this in common. Yeah, no, I was I was uh, turning off the lights in the kitchen as he was turning off the lights. On- <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I, I mean, think about the amount of people at the arena who were like walking back to their car to not get yeah. stuck yep. in traffic. That's what yeah. Dana said. Like there was people walking out already for sure, and they just yeah. they missed the knockout. Which I mean, is it fair. I mean, it, look, bizarre... it looked like it was over. <laughs> it did look. Like it was, it was a over. bizarre uh, night in that in the in in the sense that I think the common theme was you were looking at fighters and going, "Why aren't they doing more?" That's like that's what I felt. And then of course you keep getting reminded of the altitude thing, and I'm sure that has a lot to do with it. Right. Yeah. You know. But it just seemed like like Costa, I don't think, really pulled the trigger hardcore. Mm-hmm. Um, Aldo had no offense whatsoever. <laughs> um, and Leon, you know, seemed sluggish. And even Kamaru did very well. There's no mm-hmm. doubt about it. But it wasn't like super dominant. You know, the guy got taken. His, uh, he got taken down. His back got taken. And then he started doing the Masvidal feet stomp thing on the. <laughs> but uh, now that being said, that was with high altitude and a kind of like a, redu- a reduction in energy imagine that full full energy that would i mean holy crap that's Your what Wembley i want to stadium yeah i want to see edwards and uzman again but under better circumstances because i think uzman had the advantage he had trained high altitude for a long time before right. uh and that was a disadvantage for for leon but i, I wonder what this is going to be like in london uh if it's going to be like Amanda and and uh, Pena too, you know, where it's just undeniable. It's like, okay, you got one in, but. Right. This is for, also for very Leon, different. This is different from that fight in that, like, it, uh, the Juliana fight was kind of, the first fight was pretty back and forth. Yeah. Until she got her. But this one was pretty uneventful until the. Until the knockout, so who I really can't tell how that that second fight was. But I don't. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't think so. I think he did a few things that were nobody had ever done to Usman. Well, yeah, yeah, right. in the first round. But I mean, like, yeah. uh, past that, it wasn't yeah, that the meat in the middle of training him. Yeah, yeah. The no, second and just... third round, fourth rounds were it was a, a lot of the same old Marty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, <laughs> snoozeman. <laughs> yeah, that's and that's one. why I was. That's why I made that comment. I'm like, man fucking such a boring ass fighter you know yeah. yeah and and then boom although the masvidal knockout was spectacular yeah that was phenomenal it was beautiful i land. think this just shows how good leon is that that he's yeah. been doing that to all these guys and then he gets to leon he's like no we're not we're not standing yeah it's, he definitely uh, did not want to stand mm-mm. you could tell um but yeah amazing card very emotional card it was interesting to see kamaru Still arrogant after the fight. <laughs> he really was looking arrogant even walking yeah. out. Dude, Super. it was incredible. Like he was it the, it was a like indignation. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was like he was a lord, right? And yeah. he, and and somebody took his crown and said, Oh, but you're not blue blood. How yeah. dare you? It, it was <laughs> this he didn't like, even clap like when they were Yeah, dude, it. it was so he corny. They're like staring at him. Like, it was kind hey of man, weird. that's another man who beat you. Right. So be humble because because everybody saw it. It's not like you can hide it and talk about it. And like everybody saw him knock you on your ass. Mm-hmm. The the least you could do to save face is be humble. Yeah. 
And you might have gotten some followers after that. You might have gained a lot of credibility after that, had you been humble after that. But the fact that he acted that way, um, I don't know. That was a – then again, I'm, you know, I'm not a knocked out, undefeated, yeah. you know, <laughs> undefeated champ who just got knocked out. I don't know how he reacted either. Abdias, I believe on the last podcast that you were on, you said Kamara will beat Leon 100%. I, and I totally believed it. I know, I know. That was, and then, and then Saul told me that you changed. Like you, you guys have been having a lot of conversations about Leon, and you're just like, no, I think Leon could do it. Well, here's the thing about uh, life: you change. <laughs> <laughs> you hope and, so. Uh, you hope so. And if, if anybody ever told me, yeah, but one time you said, and I'm like, yeah, and I probably said seven <laughs> other versions of that. Because uh, I'm gonna go with the best evidence on hand. So at that moment, I didn't see it happening for Leon, uh, but there was something about as you started putting this together mm-hmm. in terms of um, the mindset around it, which I think is Kamaro's definitely one of his strengths is his mindset. Uh, Leon was unshaken by the whole thing, like just completely unshaken by it. And I said, mm, that, that could be an advantage. And then, and then you look at the fact that, okay, the guy is definitely a better striker. And so what I told Sal was the reason I was hundred percent behind Usman is because I thought he would default to his strategy of the fence and the foot stomp. Like, I just felt, okay, he's just going to take him over there and, right. you know, just eat up the clock, which he tried to do. But then at the yeah. very end, uh, Leon was like, not going to have it. I ain't going out like that. Headshot. Me now. Wow. <laughs> he nailed that post-fight interview. Yeah. So I don't he think that. the me saying 100% was misplaced. No. Um, it was wrong, obviously. <laughs> but it, But it's one of those occasions where I'm really happy I was wrong. Right. Yeah. I'm I've very never, happy I was wrong. I've never been this happy at I, I mean I, I want I, I for sure have never been this happy at any UFC event, but this is like yeah. up there with like big events in my life. Like I was like <laughs> yeah. I was sitting in front of the TV for a while, just like list I, I had my like ear like up to the speaker because I was yeah. like around like five people who were just like, What? What? And I'm like, no, 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 let me listen to what's actually being said there. Like, oh, yeah. like I just wanted to be I wanted to be with Leon just giving him a hug. Like it was just it was just beautiful. It was awesome. I couldn't stop smiling, man. I was just like, Ugh. yeah. When you texted me oh, that, giddy. I'm like, that's exactly how I feel. Yeah, dude. That was awesome. That's yeah. definitely a top moment ever. No, I, I really can't moment. think of a better UFC moment. Yeah. I like what Joe Rogan said, too, that like th- that this is the best head kick knockout of all time, I think. Just the stakes coming into this. It's so much bigger than Yuri's yeah. choke out over Glover because that was a that was a back and forth war. This was yeah. not. This was literally. I mean, everybody for three rounds was counting Leon out for this one. It was just yeah. like, oh, Kamaro's doing what he does, and then boom. Where like Yuri and Glover was like, I mean, <laughs> that was there was like, moments for Yuri. Yeah. Both. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, what a freaking yeah. knockout! Really I impressive. Told, I told Sal because his birthday was on uh, on right. Saturday. I told him, can you imagine if Leon wins, or sorry, Friday, uh, if Leon wins, like, for your birthday? It's a nice little birthday. <laughs> he just, so, in his post-fight, he's like, this one's for you, Saul. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday, motherfucker. <laughs> Ten-foot win streak. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. And if you look at the the two stories that converge there, right, there's there's uh, – Usman's story of being undefeated, which is impressive as shit, uh, all the way from, you know, the ultimate fighter. 
right. to coming in and really just doing what he said he would do. Mm -hmm. I mean, that guy never lacked uh, confidence. I remember watching him on the Ultimate Fighter, and I said that that dude's going to be a champ. Like, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. And uh, and to have that level of dominance against some really big fighters, um, and and become, you know, this this figure that could have easily been up there with GSP and Anderson Silva. Silva obviously on the on the continuous wins, and then with GSP in terms of goat status or whatever. Um, so his journey is one thing. But then you got this other guy on the other end, Leon Edwards, who's also coming up and is coming on a winning streak, but has way more adversity to deal with For sure. than Kamaru. Kamaru was literally the champ all of the years that Leon was having to like wait, get thrown aside, uh, taken for granted, dismissed, just the shit he had to put up with just to get to this moment. And then to finally, at the very last minute, when this guy was a hundred percent confident that he was going to win the fight. He does the most critical mistake ever, which was to like, all right, I'll just coast yeah. because what he should have done is he should have taken him to the fence like he did before and keep him there. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't hold a rabbit dog down and right. then so he's probably tired now. No. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's gonna, he's, yeah. He's exhausted. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he won't bite anymore. I can pet him now. And so it, it's just interesting, the convergence of the two, because it felt like uh, at that point, Kamaru felt entitled. Mm -hmm. And Leon was like, no, this is earned. And that was the exclamation point. I think that Leon earned the title last night, like oh, really yeah. earned it. it. Not just that night, but in all the shit that he put up with, the, the, the story to get there, all of that, he earned the title that night. Like he is a champion, and he's been disrespected for so long too. Oh, yeah, man. Like disrespect. I mean, every fighter just like counts him out. Like as this guy who's just been, you know, with the COVID times and yep. like just not getting a fight, just over there. It's I don't. This was in uh, me personally. I mean, I'm like because a lot of people like uh, you listen to Colby and Colby's like, oh, how many people even like Leon Edwards? Like, what, wait, what does he call him? Uh, uh, Leon Scott. He doesn't even call him Leon Edwards. Like, there's all these like people who are just disrespecting him constantly. And yeah, Th but this coming from Colby, right? <laughs> How many people even like him? Uh, are you talking to yourself or? <laughs> but I, I really think that uh, Ariel's been like one of the people like in Leon's corner, just being his champion for, yeah, for sure. a long time. He's, just you saw advocate. that clip, uh, right? I think it was on might have been Thursday or Friday. They're talking about that. He's like, yeah, I mean, you know, I've been advocating for, for, uh, for you for years. And Leon's like, yeah, man, I appreciate it. You've been you know, pushing the, you know, that I'm going to be a champion. Uh, yeah. And the last thing he says, he's like, I'll see you on Monday when you're champ, right? He's like, 100%. And then. See, he said 100%. Yeah. He knew it. So you remember last week I was telling you about uh, the MMA Gurus channel? Mm-hmm. Dude, his reaction video in real time <laughs> of Leon Edwards because he he's been predicting Leon for months. All right. His reaction video it's a it's a minute long. I was I was watching it on the drive home from Tampa today, just like pissing my pants laughing. It is <laughs> it is one of the most beautiful minutes. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. If you I want, check you it should, out. You should pull it up if you could. It Let's is so it. it is so funny and so just it's just a genuine. Uh, I mean. This this guy's 
first of all, his his predictions, not not just predictions, but his knowledge of calling fights, everything is just very mm-hmm. entertaining. And it's this like a, moment like a guru. <laughs> like 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 a like a guru. <laughs> an, an MMA guru. Dude, they, the, his fans started trolling uh uh Sterling's channel uh because Sterling was talking about him in a video and his fans are like why are you doing this? Why are you talking about this guy? He was beaten. He, this guy used to fight, but then he was uh, he was jumped by a gang, and now he lives in a wheelchair. And it, none of it's true, but like, he, dude, it hit huge cult following. And they've and then and then Sterling started talking on his podcast, being like, "Oh man, I had no idea." Like, like it was. True. <laughs> <laughs> they got him. This yeah. guy looks like a zombie from uh, Pee Wee Herman. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, looks like his head is stuck in a box. Let's see it. Can you guys Just hear it? KO'd Kamaru Usman with no, no, no. Do the uh, reaction. It's like a short at the end. Yeah. It's like no. It's like a. Re- it's like a live. Uh, not oh. a reaction to the fight. It's it's uh, it's it's his actual reaction as it's happening. Um. There's a live stream to the six hours. Is that, no. is that it? No. Just type in uh, the MMA guru's reaction to Leon Edwards' head kick. It's like a minute long. Oh, I think it's over again. Yeah. You hear it? Just kicking yeah, with the foot, not the shin. Here you go. Hey, KKO! Oh my god! Oh my god, he blows Malcolm! Yes! <laughs> yes! Praise the Lord! It's a beautiful day! It's a beautiful day! He's dead! The CEO of EPO's dead! Yes! How dare you disobey my picks? I told you he would find it! I told you. Yes. McGregor it out. He's dead. I'm so happy about this. Yes. Kill him. C-O-B-P-O. Get out. You ain't here anymore, bitch. Your cage grabs, your injections, your stomach spot, your corrupt pharmacist as a dad. Get out. Damn. This fucking sport. My man Edwards. He's going for his That's throat. Fights in a row. That's ten fights in a row. I believe <laughs> I deserve to fight for the title. You've won the title, Ed. Oh, That's ten fights in a row. <laughs> That's ten fights in a row. He's won ten of them. I believe I deserve to fight for the title. That's ten <laughs> fights in a row. Ah, shut up, Shmo, you fucking dickhead. That's 10 points <laughs> zero. The CLVPO's out. Easy! I fucking told you! I fucking told you Edward could find a way. I <laughs> <laughs> need a long layoff. Oh my fucking god, I said he'd land a head kick and rock him. And hurt him. I didn't say he'd KO him, though. <laughs> That's 10 points in a row. <laughs> When is it my turn to fight for the title? You can fight for the title all the time now, Edward. Because <laughs> you're the fucking champion of the world, brother. <laughs> That's ten fights in a row. Wow, wow, so wow, wow. That's ten fights in a row. Maybe I'll be able to fight for the title at middleweight. <laughs> Fuck yes! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yes! Get him out! I fucking love him! I'm so happy. I'm so I'm gonna come. Oh. 
<laughs> um, oh man, my favorite line is "corrupt promises" as a father. Is that what pharmacist? I think he said. Yeah, his 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 dad is a pharmacist. Oh wow, corrupt pharmacist yeah, corrupt is a father. Yeah. That's why he went to jail, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that is your true. Jackson's your trap. Your stomach spots. He's <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. He definitely, he definitely has like a chip on his shoulder. Usman. Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like you could feel that, and that's why I feel like his Achilles' heel is his pride. If he can get rid of that, man, he's a dangerous motherfucker. Um, yeah. And and Leon doesn't have that, you know. Leon's this really humble guy, hardworking. Yeah. You know, uh, it's we not said- about him. It's about who he represents. It's about where he comes from. He, I, I think he's a very genuine when he says like this is so that other people can see it's possible. Like from where I come from. By the way, he's from from the Brummies. Yeah, Fucking Sabbath baby. Let's go. He said the belt belongs to nobody. I yeah. loved that. I really did. His awesome. speech was amazing. Oh, it was great, man. I think the greatest post-fight interview of all time. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty sick. Better than Nate the Train last yeah, week? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I, bro, oh. I could not understand a word he said the whole time. Who, Nate or Leon? Nate. There was okay. a, It sounded like gibberish. <laughs> he was just screaming and like his accent's already really thick. That guy's awesome though. Like him on yeah. uh him on the MMA hour the, the next week talking about fighting in Russia and all this. It was <laughs> he was great. He's a smooth dude. That yeah. was awesome. I gotta watch this guy's channel, MMA Guru. Yeah, me Abdias. too. It is he's a fucking Viking. I gotta tell you, it's the <laughs> best it, it is the best channel that you can get so much good content from because for I mean, now. <laughs> for now, no, it really is though. He does great breakdowns of like individual rounds of he's got two channels where he he'll do like a play-by-play of everything and for me it's i get the most out of like information out of a fight of like what's actually happening listening to him him break down fights wow yeah it's really good well there you have it well he said he (laughs) called the head kick so i mean i guess he he knows what he's talking about yeah even even after a gang jumped him and he's in a wheelchair you know this might sound what this might sound (laughs) uh Like, not believable. Like, I'm making it up. But I swear to you guys, 30 seconds before the knockout, I was thinking in my head, I was like, how sick would it be if he landed a head kick and knocked him out cold? Like, in the last 30 seconds. (laughs) You should have tweeted it. That would be crazy. And then, yeah. Good boy, You should have tweeted it on Punch You Media. And you would have been a predictor. I blew it. I would have been on the telecast. Yeah. Right wow. before the right before the fight started, there was like a one of the things that popped up on the screen. Like a guy put forty thousand dollars on Leon to win like a hundred and forty thousand, yeah. and somebody's just like, "Why would you ever do that?" <laughs> and then a minute left, it's like, "That's why. That's why." Yeah, I remember I seeing that when the fights started. That was like at the beginning of the card, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. And Drake, Aldo got hit with the Drake curse, man. Yeah. Again, he keeps taking all these guys out. Mm-hmm. He needs to just get away from MMA already. Who Drake? All these dudes, yeah. Dude, uh, yeah. Unless he's taking Molly and Patty <laughs> or Izzy. I think right. Izzy won on a <laughs> Yeah, that's it though. <laughs> that uh, Romanov fight was pretty uh, surprising. Yeah, so, I thought he was gonna. Was a... Yeah, you said. A, I thought he said won. Robbery. You said robbery. I think so. You think like a blatant robbery? It was. It wasn't like a dominant performance, yeah. but I don't. I don't see that going to Tybura. I don't know. 
what he did more to get it over Romanov. Is how that I was like it. that was like the only fight that we didn't call correct. I think. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I, I had Romanov. Yeah, me too. Sure. I had actually. I would have gotten perfect picks if I had. Uh, if he had won. I think so too. I mean, you did say Sean Woodson would win, but it, it yeah, ended it in a draw. Draws, I'm, but... I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's a Sean Woodson win, even with that. That dude ruined a really great mm-hmm. opportunity to get a nasty knockout on a big card for clowning. Did you know it was gonna uh, be? Uh, did you know it was illegal right as it happened? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah absolutely. <laughs> pretty clear. You could see the hand on the ground; like it, it was pretty undeniable. Yeah. That was a definitely jackass of the night award. Yeah, he did it twice. Was, it was just complete jackass stuff he was doing twice. It's like, what are you, bro? Like you, you rocked him and then you walk away and start celebrating and oh my god. Yeah, em- Emily's family was like, oh, he kn- he knocked him out, and Emily's like, no, 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 that's illegal. That's like just calling. <laughs> she's learning. Yeah, no, and she's she's good except when on Tyson the Pedro kicks a guy in the ribs like no, that. Okay. Just that one kick. Yeah, just that one. She's like, can that happen? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, that is dangerous, though. You know, guess you can get a broken rib; it could puncture your lungs. I mean, <laughs> you could really hurt somebody. Nasty yeah, kick. That was a nasty ass kick. There was a lot, actually. I think last night the king was the kicks. Last night was a lot of kicking, mm-hmm. a lot of kicks to the body, a lot of kicks to the legs. More than striking, what you saw was a lot of leg shit last night and wrestling, kicks and yeah. wrestling, kicks and wrestling. That's the face of MMA. Uh, today oh and and the bug the, the buggy chuck right uh bogey that was, was pretty it? crazy buggy, buggy choke uh, buggy choke yeah he almost got it he had it lost. <laughs> I, did you okay so did you guys notice when they're calling that uh rogan's the first one that says oh it's yeah. a it's yeah. a bogey choke right and then dc's like what the hell is that i've never seen that before and, blah, blah, blah. and then he's like yeah this is really high level stuff you know this is what's going on and unless you're really <laughs> studying what's going on with the jujitsu world, you wouldn't even know what that is. And then yeah. there's silence. No, no, literally, that's what happened. And then Emily's dad goes, well, it doesn't seem to really be that effective either. <laughs> <laughs> Try commentary. Yeah. Yeah, that was, he was like trying to show off there, I guess. No, I don't think Rogan even realized that what he was saying was insulting DC right on the spot. <laughs> because I don't think he put it all together, but. Remember that uh, uh, this guy's Cruz's thing with DC is that he didn't watch tape. He didn't study right, any research, right. right? So on this occasion, they're talking about a specific choke that DC starts by saying, I don't know what the hell that is. Rogan then says, well, yeah, it's a, it's a kind of choke that unless you study jujitsu and what's going on, you won't know what that is. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. For sure. So it's kind of late going into that narrative of like, you don't... Inadvertently, like... Yeah. yeah and th- and I, I think... I think DC picked up on that because there wasn't any comments after that. It was just like a weird, awkward silence. And even yeah. Rogan's been weird with, with DC. I don't know what the hell's going on. Do, do you guys have uh, feelings on like, like, do you guys think the, uh, that Rogan looks different? Obviously, I have no idea. So this is just a, a blatant question based off of yeah. pe- people around me's perception. Yeah, you're not missing out on anything, Jared. I promise you. <laughs> I, I hear you what looks- do they mean look different? Like, like his face or uh, no well i i don't well i don't really specifically know but i hear he looks a lot bigger um i hear the sh- the shirt the tie like the tie like um that's the only sh- thing i noticed that he he's switched up what clothes he was wearing but i don't he looks the same inflamed i don't i don't know 
puffy. Maybe he's, he's just yeah, he's older and he's getting puffier. I don't, I don't really know. Growth hormone like too much. I'm not, I don't. I'm not, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not too focused on Joe Rogan's. You're not how he looks. You're in the media. You have to be focused on the king. On his appearance, everything. I listen to all the episodes. Do you? Yeah, not all the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to the ones I want to listen to. But yeah. you know. Yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't noticed anything. Um, how about Tony Ferguson? One seventy, fighting the leech. The leech. That's happening, right? That's what yes. they said. It hasn't been. I don't think they've confirmed it's, it. Dana confirmed it. Well, oh, he did. Yeah, I yeah. heard him confirm it last night, and it was the first I'd actually had heard of it, and I was just like, ooh. Yeah, because I, I think Ariel broke it, and then they asked him in the post fight, and he confirmed it. I know how we all feel, but I know I'm terrified. I'm so scared, bro. <laughs> we can't, we cannot have not... more. We can't have more damage on Tony. Yeah, dude. Like, there's no one else you could give him at 170, bro. You gotta give him to the leech. Yeah, can't Jeez. you just give him to like somebody who isn't fighting? <laughs> can't you give Old him? Old Ben Askren out of retirement. Make that fight. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> I don't yeah. think. I don't think. Uh... I don't think Tony's out of the picture. I think he's had a series of just weird shit. Mm. Kind of like Leon, you know, a, a streak of bad luck, if you will. But uh, I don't think Tony's the kind of guy you would discount. Like, no, it's just the, he's that the, good. The power on the other side is what's scary. Yeah, you know I mean? but I'm just saying, like, Tony's one of those guys that can pull something out of nowhere and be like, well, there it is. Like, he could have a Leon moment, you know. And that Chandler is- fight was almost like what's the opposite that should have happened. It should have been right. Yeah. Tony doing that. That was yeah. his kick. Like, yeah. Tony throws that uh, kick. He, so he kind of used something from his own playbook. But I wouldn't discount Tony Ferguson, especially with power. That's true. He'll know. be hydrated. Or not hydrated, but he'll be uh he'll be full at 170. Yeah. He just I'm, cut I'm a lot. Very, very interested in seeing him at 170. That's gonna be awesome. I think he's undefeated at 170. Yeah, I, I might be wrong. He's fought once. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's he came on to the scene at 170, I think, off of the Ultimate Fighter. Hmm. He wasn't even a lightweight. That was. Did he win the Ultimate Fighter? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he got the. I think he beat Manny uh, Gamborian. I think that's who he beat. Yeah. Wow. And he he got like all knockouts on the show. Yeah, that's. I I just I feel Tony's story's not over. Yeah. I hope not. Really that would be if Tony Ferguson wins the title. That would be the best moment of all time. Do you guys watch the Contender series? Yeah. Yes. Did you watch last week? Oh yeah, yes. man. That was great, a great card. Great card. Dude, that uh, Jose Johnson guy is pretty awesome. Yeah. He yeah. Is. Yeah. Yeah. We we um. Yeah, we've been watching this season pretty religiously. Yeah. yeah I think that, the only one we missed nickel. was the first one. <laughs> yeah. Well, in real time. Yeah. yeah, and and that one didn't turn out too great, so I think we're we're fine. Bo Nickel, that dude is is a uh, is a problem. Do you think they're gonna give him a contract? I mean, if he wins, they <laughs> I think they just booked him. If he wins, you have to give him a contract. I think yeah, I mean, you they could have given it to him last last time. I don't think yeah, they're that setting, was a, that they're was setting up they're setting up a story. It's all it's all yeah. shtick. Yeah, that I dude mean, is could, like the most decorated college wrestler to come into the UFC. He could probably go through the top ten like right now, and they yeah. they they know that. Like, I mean, he, not not saying he could beat everybody in the top ten, but he could definitely get fights up there. What's his What's his uh, weight again? Uh, one eighty five. Yeah. 85. Oh, dude, he, that's the Hamza killer. Right. 
Wait, but Hamzat's 170 for the most part. He's Hamzat said he's he can go to 185. He's he yeah. said that several times. No, I know, but um, I think they're trying to have him win the belt at 170 before. Yeah. he wants to do double champ. Hamzat, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I I think he will win 170. I don't think anybody's going to take him out. But oh. I think then he's going to go to 185. I think this guy has a chance, Bo Nichols, to be the 185 champ. I think he definitely can beat uh, Adesanya. That's if Adesanya beats Pereira. Yeah, which I think he will. Oh, what? Yeah, <laughs> you switched it. <laughs> you switched it. Damn. Wait a second. Last week you said. <laughs> yeah. Um, you think he's gonna dance around for twenty five minutes? I really. I just, you know, his man. defense is is just incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's not fighting the Adesanya he fought before. This guy's obviously like gotten a lot better, and and uh, I don't know. I think he can pull it off. I really do. I think he can avoid him enough to to maybe frustrate him, exhaust him, or whatever, and then catch him with something interesting. Um, but we'll see. I mean, there's already one one of these guys gone of the the arrogant the crew. Nigerian. Yeah, uh, Francis is not arrogant though. Francis no, I like Francis. Guy. But uh, Usman and Izzy are both, you know, that that that, that arrogance shit that's just hard to root for. It is because yeah. honestly, it's hard to even tell if they believe it. I mean, I know Camaro doesn't. I feel like Izzy doesn't either. What do you mean? That's like, belie- like believe his character. I I don't like. I I don't know if when Camaro's like looking at himself in the mirror, if it feels authentic. I feel like Izzy at this point is, uh, he's very wrapped into it and 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 buy, buys his character that he's put on. Like because he's probably been the. I feel like Izzy's been this way since he was probably a kid. Where I feel yeah. like Camaro's developed this since he's been the title holder because that's how he feels like he has to be yeah like the nightmare the nightmare persona right right but izzy's probably yeah izzy's probably always been like a cocky kid like always like a you know into anime jokes and like always like kind of have this like confidence and this this swag or whatever and like i just feel that kamaro is developed that since like you know feeling like that's the role he has to be to to get actual pay-per-view buys I mean, in a sense, he kind of did. He because uh, early on there, there was a lot to uh, there wasn't much to like. He still doesn't get the pay per view buys. <laughs> I think I think he I don't I don't think it's an act. I think he he just got more and more cocky mm-hmm. as he started beating people, and he just developed uh, a vocal confidence that he didn't have before. And when it was delivered, the reason it looks stage just because it's just not good right you know he's like it's just not he's not good at it he's not a charismatic guy um and so it comes across as inauthentic but i think he really is trying to be <laughs> uh witty and funny and in his mind he's killing it he's so it, it looks like he's more mm-hmm. uh unaware of yeah. how bad he is at it than than it's <laughs> fake or disingenuous i think he really means it i think i think kamara really thinks he's funny yeah I, I, yeah, it's, there's a, a a sense of healthy delusion going on there. I actually really like that analogy. Or yeah, that, yeah. That's but I good. don't think uh, on Izzy's, and I agree with you a whole a hundred percent. I I could see Izzy at nine years old being the same way for sure. Yeah. Analysis, yeah. not analogy. No, I I really do agree with that. Spot on, spot yeah. on, obvious. That's my take. <laughs> That's my take. But um, yeah. 
It's what gonna about- be now that I mean now we're now we're gonna see what uh when it comes to stories in the UFC, you know, that another very interesting long played out story is John Jones. How does that end? Where does it go? And that's the next interesting, in my opinion. Yeah. The the next very interesting. There's two very interesting stories: the John Jones, and uh, what's going to happen with Hamzat. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm trying or to think Oliveira Makachev. Ooh. I, I see that. That's me. Like a. That's not even a thing, dude. I don't honestly. get why you're not excited for that one. Wait. Oh, I'm, yeah. I, I'm, it's not that I'm not excited, but he's just gonna he's gonna go through Islam, and that's the end of it. It's just check on a box. I don't see this guy doing anything to to uh, Oliveira at all. Like I just. I He's can't gonna, say that confidently, man. I can't. I, lo- I love that you are. I'm with you 100% I can't, of this. Yes. I can't see how this is not just another checkbox. Just boom, for sure. Done. For sure. Done. Nobody, Nobody. is taking Oliveira out. Nobody. You don't think the. Re- I, I, I love Charles Oliveira, but I don't think. You don't think the wrestling could do something? Nope. No. You don't think? Nope. <laughs> I'm with you. I, that would I, be awesome. I cannot I wait. think Islam is going to feel. What something he's felt. never felt in his life before. Yes. He's about to walk into the Bronx and it's he's it's a rude awakening. It's going to be a And then I would love to see the fucking fight that everybody wants to see and should happen is Khabib come back and fight Oliveira. And no. then the, and then you're going to shut down that story. What? He'll never be able to lose the weight. Who? Yeah, Khabib? I can. Yeah, yeah, I can. yeah that's can. a different motivation. He's, he's think, defending think about his it. brother like that's... You guys tell me if this is nuts or not, okay? He beats Islam. That's a no-brainer. Khabib uh, uh, agrees to come back and fight. He beats Khabib. And then he says, for shits and giggles, McGregor, come on. <laughs> Just because they're all going to be money fights. But then the ultimate is the money fight. Because, you know, out of all the people that McGregor would like to fight, he would like to fight the guy that beat Khabib. That's true. And he's a, he's a striker, kind of. So he could yeah. he has some kind now, of chance. The interesting piece in all of this is the Nate thing with, with Hamza. And I know it's a different division, but it also ties in because Nate is the one that beat Connor, took him off his streak, right? Mm-hmm. So what if Oliveira decides to go to 170? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. He could do it. Well, where's Volkanovsky fit in this? Because I think he wants that real bad. That's not happening. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you don't think don't he's going to 155? I think he wants to. I don't doubt that he wants to. And I he, think he will. I, I think he I think, can. I don't think Dana's going to make it. I don't. I think, think he will. Uh, I think he will. Absolutely. Can you imagine Volkanovski at 155? Holy mother of pearl. The guy's been like 200 pounds before. He'll be. Dude. It'll be easy. Yeah. He'll feel Fuck good. Yeah, man. He's gonna. He's gonna be more powerful. Well, not talking. Power. I'm not saying like. Like that, that the fight wouldn't be great or whatever. I'm just saying I don't think it, they would make that fight. Make what fight? That I don't make. I don't think they would make Volk and and, and Charles at 55. I don't think it would line up right. I think there's these Yair and Josh are very fed up and they want to get their title shot. I think he's gonna end up just fighting at 45. Maybe that'll happen like later down the line. I don't see anybody touching Volkanovski at 145. Done. Do you guys do you guys know about Charles's vision? Yeah, yeah he's bar- he's basically blind. Like he has crazy. to stand right in front of you. Yeah, dude. He sees three people when he's in there. It's yeah. Crazy. Which it's, if you think about it, is it potentially an advantage. That's what I'm saying, man. He's got three <laughs> angles. 
I'm I'm not even fucking joking. That's yeah. like sparring three guys at the same time, uh-huh. <laughs> right? But they're all shadows. So he he has a heightened sense of awareness mm-hmm. because he has to because he's not sure which one of those three is actually the real one that's coming at him. That's a uh, and like his pressure is basically built in. Like he has to pressure you. <laughs> There's no yeah. stand in and touch. Like I have to be right in front of you at all times. Right. I gotta be honest with you. Like uh, what Jerry was talking about uh, the interview with. Uh, with Gaethje, yes, the way that Gaethje and I have to preface by saying Gaethje probably one of the most violent people ever to hit that that fucking arena or oh, the, yeah. the the ring, and for him to say <clears throat> that Oliveira took him to a place he had never been before, with the striking, right? That right. was to me that was like, oh fuck, this and is that guy way... yeah, dude, yeah. and he didn't say that about Khabib, no. No, and, and it's funny because there's interviews before this one where he's talking about how he's never felt anything besides being in that cage with Habib. And this was like he didn't even remember who Habib was when he was talking about this guy. Yeah. It yeah. was it was really um I I loved it. I loved listening to Justin's honesty about that. Cause it was, yeah. yeah. What an assessment, man. What yeah. an honest fucking assessment. Cause he basically what he was saying at that point is I would never be able to beat that guy. Right. And you think he would retire? Gaethje? With that? Or is he just, he's too much of a fighter to, to, to leave the game? It's an interesting thing, Sal, because he's like, you know, when he talks, he talks about how he enjoys the fast pace of the of the sport. And he also enjoys the slow times where he's in this uh, yeah. moment where people are talking about, hey, like calling him out from, you know, a few places below him. And he's kind of, you know, he's not in a training camp. He's just got his nose fixed. He's yeah. playing golf. Like he's, he's done a lot and he's taken a lot of damage in wars. Yeah. Like that's, you can definitely get a sense of this. And he's, he's also very aware of that. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I remember not too long ago, I think he said he had like 10 fights and he's getting, he's getting close. Yeah. And they're not just, they're not boring fights. No, they're wars. Yeah. That right. takes a real big toll. I think that fight might've changed him. That's what I'm saying. Like, do you think it just he he's obviously he's being very uh, retrospective. Like he he's he's acknowledging that it that it kind of changed him. He is. So he's not in denial or anything. Do you think that would lead to some kind of like I've done what I can here? I don't know that. I, that's not what I got from it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he. I think that he recognized that there's this guy that exists in his category that he can't yeah. beat. Right. And that, and so. If look, if your whole thing is you want the title, that's the ultimate goal, and you fought for the title, and the guy that you fought for the title basically said, You're not even in my area, like I'm you know, like you're afraid of him, you don't want to fight him again. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think he's incentivized to fight for the title anymore. Mm-hmm. And if you're not incentivized to be the champ, then what are you incentivized to fight for? Just money. Right. If it's just money, then you're not gonna pick the really hard fights or the whatever. No. It's all it's just gonna be strategic about what's a money fight. Right. Exactly. And to to go out in his contract, so I saw a guy very different from Justin Gaethje, mm-hmm. the animal. The, yeah. the this was guy tame. was it was the human. Yes, yeah. like the beast was not there. It was the human. It was you know the son, the father. You know, it was uh, the human being Gaethje being like, "Hey guys, like, you know, I've I've been to the promised land and uh, uh, it hurt." <laughs> yeah he was like in in the first 10 seconds yeah i was hurt bad it and wasn't like four or five times during the fight during yeah 
He said within 10 seconds, I was hurt really bad. You you haven't seen that, Sal? You should pull that up and watch. I just I I saw the clip. Where no, 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 no. Battery no. thing, but I haven't watched it yet. It's no, it's, you... it's a ten minute thing, but like the point that we're talking about is in the first like few minutes. If you want yeah. to pull it up, it's, it's, it's powerful. Pull it up now. It, yeah, it's a, it's a hot take. You know, and I think there's a there's a change in the guard in terms of uh, the storyline. I think with McGregor started with the whole antagonist thing and all that stuff there was a, a the, something got dark in mma and yeah. and then izzy also played to that villain thing and and then all of a sudden it was like it was cool to be an asshole and now i think with maybe it started with rose with her speech and then like if you see patty's speech after he won recently yeah uh and then you see leon's yesterday like it, it seems like the story the narrative is changing to like Enough of this shit, you know. Or Luke, this, even this with his interviews and stuff. Yeah, it, it, it's it's almost like the the fighters are are now going like, listen, it can't all be about money and show business and entertainment. This is our lives that we're putting on the line, mm-hmm. and we shouldn't have to suffer because we're not willing to to do the ass clown thing that you guys right. want us to do. Like, you you pay us to fight and put on a good show in the ring, and that's what we're gonna do. If you have to put on a better show outside of the ring. Mm-hmm. Then the, we're we're not signing up for that. We don't care about that, and and I think the level of the fighters that are saying those things now, you can't ignore it. And the ones that were talking all that shit, you can't because they've been losing, yeah, or they lo- haven't looked that spectacular. Does that make sense? It does make sense, and I feel like they they probably feel like they have to put that act on to be able to be the most vicious, violent person in the ring. And then I think once they stop doing it, they are like, oh, this is actually less pressure, less stress to not have to do this and just put my skill set on. And we're, we already know we're going to fight when we're in there. So why do we have to, you know, do this up beforehand? Especially if it's unnatural, you know, if it's unnatural, I think, I think, you know, as human beings, we could be on either side of that. We could absolutely be, riding so high that we're full of ourselves and and we have to create this persona where we're invincible and and then we start shitting on people and doing that could easily happen the ego is a motherfucker and then there's the other side of it which is who knows what you got going on in your life mm-hmm. you know this leon the 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 most touchy moment was when he calls his mom he said i yeah. told you i told you so it was a promise to his mom in the same way by the way that buster douglas beat mike tyson because yeah just days before he fought Mike Tyson, he promised his mom that he would knock Tyson out. Right. And she so passed, I promised, I think, right? Yeah, she passed. And so the promise to his mother yes. was the bigger purpose. They got it done. So I guess that's my point. I think the purpose behind the fighters is starting to shift from the entertainment bullshit to real life. And then the entertainment is the fight, not the pre-fight. It is the fight, you know, and the fight, not only literally in the ring, but represented in the struggle like this is our this is the fight of my life both literally uh in my world and literally in the ring or or, or does that make sense like it 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 does materializes in the ring and which makes for it like the ultimate fucking story like what happened last night was the rocky story it you know like what would the rocky story be without the all the trials and tribulations that he goes i know it's fictitious but nonetheless you know what i mean i Uh, I think a fighter who's lost a parent is a scary fighter to fight. Yeah, dude. I really do. Like, I, I'm I'm a musician, so it doesn't make it as scary. But if I was in a ring, <laughs> yeah. you don't want to fuck with that. 
Well, I mean, it's funny you mentioned music because the elevation of of, of meaning yeah. would happen in both instances. In, in the martial arts, mm -hmm. you know, they would come out through violence or whatever. In the music, it would come out through darkness. For sure. You know, both yeah. dark right? in a way, right? Both. Yeah. But, I, you know, I, I heard somebody say the other day that a lot of times when uh, when people think of darkness, they think they're buried. Mm -hmm. And when it really is you're planted oh <laughs> right that's heavy yeah that really and is so those situations will will they will force you to grow and yeah. uh that's what we're watching we're watching these these people grow in front of our eyes uh and it's a magnificent thing you know even tom aspinall what a fucking stud <sighs> the way he handled that shit for real I mean, because you know? what's what's the alternative? You know, if you're feeling that darkness and you're not growing, the alternative is yeah, you're is dead. Misery, yeah, it's misery for you're, sure. You're walking dead. You're a fucking zombie. Yeah, yeah, and you could see that. Like, you could just feel it in their, you you know, when they talk and their voice, and mm -hmm. you can tell the guys that have like a really deep purpose behind it that has nothing to do with all that. That is, this is about my family. This is about me. This is about life. This is not right. about. I, I understand it's entertainment to you guys. Right. And and I and so my responsibility is to go in the ring and put on a great show, but it's not my responsibility to act more pissed than I am or to heighten my emotions to a state where I have to start to shit on my opponent and do all these disrespectful kinds of things that at the end of the day, it might get a rise out of people, but they're gonna forget it in five minutes. It's not it's not the legacy they want to leave behind. Yeah, uh, Jared Gordon had an interview this week talking about that. He's saying like MMA has done nothing for him. He's it's like chasing this. The fighters chase the high, basically. Yeah. Uh, and you know he's at this point he's basically fighting just so he can have an opportunity to to, to spread wealth or and, you know help uh, and support his family. But it's it's like a it's a vicious cycle being a fighter. Yeah. So you 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 know you win and you fail on top of the world. And then the next day is like, I got to do it again. And then, well, it's there, crazy. there's actually a phenomenon with high performance people, high achievers. Mm -hmm. um, and they've done studies on this where if, if you derive your satisfaction from achievement, immediately after the achievement, you go right back to zero. Right. And so it is the like I remember when when I was recording, as soon as I finished an album, I was depressed. I was like, fuck. <laughs> Cause you're done, you know? And so if, if like you called it chasing the high, which is a yeah. great analogy, uh, it's, it's an addiction to achievement. And then if you can't have achievement, you have no self-worth. And if you don't have self-worth, what am I here for? Which you saw in full, uh, swing with, uh, Rhonda. Yeah. That's yeah. what happened to Rhonda. Rhonda, her life was about achievement. All of a sudden she didn't have that. And she said it herself. I did. I questioned who I even was. So, it's a tale. It's a cautionary tale, which says, make sure that your obsession right. uh, remains in the realm of getting better and not just being the best. I can think back to most feelings of accomplishments in my life. And there's always something really bad that happens immediately after it feels like it's over. Yeah. It's, it's very true. Like everything you just said, I mean, I can go back to tours that I've been on as soon as they end. I, I, I break my hand. Yeah. I can go back to, uh, Actually, Abdias, when you and I reconnected after being out of touch for years, I was um, I was on Ali's boat uh, 
the Hakeems brought me on uh, their boat in the Virgin Islands. And I had like the best, most resetting week of my life. Like yeah. it just felt like a mental reset that I truly needed at that moment. Of course, like it was also the best time ever because you're just, you know, you're anchoring off of islands, just jumping into the, just having like the time of your life. I came home from that week and I told uh, one of the guys I work out with, I go, I gained 25 pounds in one <laughs> month, just being a complete lazy shithead, just yeah. eating Ben and Jerry's every night, just being like, why can't I be in the Virgin Islands all the time? <laughs> like, yeah. like, like that's like you said, if there isn't this constant, you know, Hey, this, this, this step leads to this step, this step, like you need that feeling of, okay. Like, like that's why, um, small goals, small goals that lead to a big feeling. Uh, you can't just have one big goal that you're constantly working towards. It has to be little goals, uh, in between that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, it's funny. Cause I had this whole thing the other day. Um, I was outside just on my hammock. Ooh. in my thinking time and <laughs> connecting dots in my brain and it it uh i was thinking about that i was thinking about motivation and how because i had somebody uh, a friend of mine that i hadn't seen for a while tell me hey you still doing that motivational stuff and i'm like motivational stuff i don't do motivational <laughs> stuff so i thought you were like a motivational guy and i'm right like, right no i'm not a motivational and then i started thinking about that i'm like yeah i could see where he says that because mm-hmm. you know I, as a coach i do talk about things that are encouraging and and growth mindset, et cetera. So anyways, point being that I started thinking about uh, motivation and the difference between motivation and purpose. So motivation exists uh, regardless of positive or negative. It's going to be there. So you you were motivated to stay in the islands, mm. right? Versus being motivated to go in the gym. You were motivated to eat Ben and Jerry versus not uh, you know eating healthy or whatever. Yeah. So both of those times, technically, you were motivated. So it's not about motivation. I crushed it in the gaining 25 pounds. Yeah, I was highly I, motivated. I achieved that very much now, so. The interesting part about that mm-hmm. is the purpose behind that. Mm-hmm. So the reason that, uh, and I'm assuming here, but the reason that probably wasn't longer right. that time right. is because you couldn't sustain that with purpose. In other words, you could not find the purpose no. behind being like that all the time. Correct. Right. So then it doesn't, so, so what it really comes down to is unless you have purpose mm-hmm. in what you're doing, you will not have fulfillment. And if you don't have fulfillment, you'll always be empty. So it's not even about the goal. It's about purpose. It's, it's not the what you're doing. It's not the, the, the fight. It's not the, the championship. It's not the album. It's not the tour. It's why is that even important to you in the first place? What does that mean to you? Right. And so if you're trying to find meaning through achievement, you will have, you will find yourself on the other side of the mountain going down every single time and going, oh, shit, there's another mountain. Oh, shit. But if your purpose was I want to challenge myself to see how high I can go. Great. Here's another mountain. You know, it's 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 all about identifying what your purpose is. And so the classic example of that was the Leon card and the Usman. That represents two sides that we're talking about on Leon's side. It was purpose. It was meaningful to him to win on Usman's side. It was achievement. Mm-hmm. And and you saw that play out in real time, and which one of those had the most impact and resonated with that audience? The real deal, the one with purpose. It wasn't the achievement. Nobody was sad for Usman. 
Right. You, you could be a motivated ind individual. You could be somebody who like for me, uh, I, with music, I'm always, I'm never somebody who's giving up. I'm always like, okay, let's try that. Let's try that. Let's try that. Yeah. But if it doesn't feel purposeful, it's, um, like for example, like last week I started doing this looping thing and I was looping all these parts, like coming up with songs, like on, on the spot. And it felt very creative. And literally after just a few days of doing it, I missed it this weekend. This weekend mm. of not doing it, I was like, oh, I cannot wait to get back to keep doing that. Get back and in the loop? To get back in the loop. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, but which is a very different thing than uh, searching, the feeling of searching. Yeah, yeah. And the feeling of like, oh, does that feel good? I, I, I like it because it's music, but does that feel authentic? Does it feel purposeful? Like, And it's really interesting because what you're saying is without purpose, you will be wandering. Yes. Which I like that you use the word uh, searching mm -hmm. because the, the, the similar, um, I guess, intention would, would be discovery. Yeah. Right. So you, like if you're search, I feel if you're searching for something, you've identified what it is you're searching for. And that's why you can type right. it into your Google or you can get on a map or whatever. But discovery is different because discovery comes from comes from exploring and exploring mm -hmm. comes from taking risks. Yeah. You know, it comes out of curiosity. So there's this openness about that. There's mm -hmm. this willingness to embrace the unex the unexpected, the unknown. You're open to that, which is an expansive way of going about your life versus searching with searching. What do you do? You start to refine and identify exactly like if, if, if there was a, a person missing, what would you, the first thing you would say is like, what do they look like? Blah, 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 blah. You'd get really uh, specific so that that search can be more effective. On the other hand, if you said we we want to discover something, where the hell would you even start? Because yeah. you don't know what you're going to discover. Yeah. You know, that's where the oh, I want to explore to see what's over there and I might discover something. All of that is so ambiguous, but it's fucking exciting. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it's and it's putting you on this uh, sense of being fully alive. Why? Because at any moment. It could be the most amazing time you'll ever have, or it could be the most detrimental thing you've ever done in your life. And you don't know which one of those it's going to be. And both of those are vital. Like, I, I feel like yes. being in that situation where you are, you are going to feel alive or you're going to feel like, oh, this is a, this is a bust. Like yep. the, you have to be in that, uh, that risk area to, to yeah. make it happen to, for it to feel, uh, genuine and purposeful. Yeah. And, and I think we, we don't really, uh, especially in the United States, we don't appreciate how so much of the world is in that state involuntarily. Like mm. here, you almost have to put yourself in that state. You do. But, uh, you know, in many countries, that's just not a, nobody's, no. No. that's not an optional thing. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to start to like get comfortable with being <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> it's like, no, no. That is hilarious and so accurate. Like in, in America, it's like, oh, I'm going to push myself to take cold, hot, you know, cold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to fast. <laughs> I'm going to do a three day fast and a cold plunge and then walk on coals. It's true, man. And you and, do and, Wim Hof breathing. Yeah. And, and it's so funny, too, because you would think, right, that prosperity and abundance and all these great, which are great things if you think yeah. about it that would lead to a better society. It's, it's quite the opposite because it leads to entitlement. And then the most dangerous part of it is not knowing how to deal with adversity. And so when, when going back to, I'm going to always bring this back to Usman uh, <laughs> with the Usman and fight. What, what did you really see there that there was a fighter 
who was used to adversity, yes. which was Leon. Yes. Things not going his way time and time and time and time again. And then you got Usman, who, whose work ethic and all of that commendable, definitely champ shit, discipline, all of that. But the adversity was never really, really there. You know, in terms of the, the fight game, I don't know on a personal level, I don't know his personal right. life. Right. But on the fight game level, there was no real adversity. He went on the contender, he won, and he just went on his little rampage, you know, and, and caught people that were not mm -hmm. at the level of, of, uh, of Leon, of a yeah. well-roundedness. He either got a good striker, or he got a good grappler, he, but never got a fully uh, full skill set kind of guy like a a Leon Edwards, a mixed martial artist. And so that adversity came at the last moment, you know? <laughs> And so the, the, I, I, this is my hope for Kamara Usman, because you're probably listening, Marty. Listen here. <laughs> Marty. <laughs> that could have been the greatest day of your life yesterday, depending on your mindset. Mm. But you could have been handed the most magnificent gift yesterday, which is to show you you're vulnerable. And that's perfectly okay. So fucking relax. It's not the end of the world. Don't go now on this. You know, I'm going to like the comedy major. I'm going to kill him next time. You're not going to kill anybody. You're, you're getting highly emotional is just going to make you more weak because that's going to be a huge distraction. So relax. You got checked by a better man that night and you have an opportunity to come back and show you're a better fighter and it's going to be OK. It's not the end of the fucking world. All right, Marty. I think you're going to get a new client there, coach. I hope so. <laughs> I hope is so. Your, is I your mean, phone who, ringing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then historically, really good fighters get so much better when they experience that loss. It changes them. You look right. at look look at good old Charlie, man. Charlie Olives. <sighs> Come on, man. I mean that that's the that's that's the Eight guy. Losses. That could be Kamaru. Mm -hmm. That could be Kamaru's man. He could be the next Charles. If he takes the attitude that Charles took. Emily said sitting when he was sitting on the stool after the first round, he looked like he was just pouting like a kid just like went and stole his lollipop. Marty yeah. did. Yeah. 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 And I was just which, like, yes. <laughs> which is funny because the the comment of the night that I really think was that pivotal, and I even texted yesterday, was the pivotal moment in that fight is when his coach in that last round says, right to him, stop feeling fucking sorry for yourself oh when leon's coach said that yeah yeah, yeah i loved that Epic. stop feeling sorry for yourself there, there's a video it's like a minute video on youtube of all of the rounds the corner of yeah. leon okay. it's just, yeah it's, you want to pull that up wait you never pulled up justin yes yeah, i have it here you, should, you guys Dude. were uh, oh no we I weren't talking we weren't talking. <laughs> yeah it was i had to we, just let it ride we know? were actually just buying time until you played justin <laughs> <laughs> yeah what was the purpose of that yeah we were talking about purpose uh yeah so i'll play that guy play that guy justin gagey fucking stud man Love for real oh, Justin, yeah. it's been a minute since we've seen you i think the last time we spoke to you was on the red carpet for the ufc hall of fame so how's life been uh without a fight books for you so far you know, there's uh, it's really fast and then really slow. I, I really enjoy both parts of uh, this game. I got my nose fixed about five weeks ago. 
So, uh, you know, anticipating my food is something <laughs> I've been really enjoying. It couldn't smell. Well, given that you, I'm sure you haven't been in camp or anything or training, given you had, uh, <laughs> given that you, you look had fat. time to let the rest of your body heal up too from just constantly being in camp over the last few years? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think, um, you know, my last fight, you know, Charles was, uh, brilliant, you know, and he hurt me often. He hurt me early. 10 seconds in, I was, uh, you know, really hurt. And probably four times after that, I uh, felt something I've never felt in a cage. So, you know, it was uh, just one of those fights where, you know, it was against adversity the whole time. I was going to ask about that. I think after the fight, the cameras picked you up saying, like, you hit really hard when you guys were both leaving the octagon. So did that catch you yeah. off guard to how powerful and crisp his striking was? Yeah, I mean, it's a feeling. You know, it was a feeling I've never felt. You know, usually you get hit, call it a buzz, um, call it a flash. And this is more like my tongue just went on a super powerful battery. And it just my entire body. It was crazy. So, uh, yeah, it was... Perfect shots, you know, perfect time, one or the other. And, yeah, it was the factors that I, I faced that night. And then since that night, you've had a, a couple lightweights even called you out. Fazeev's called you out. Gamrot's called you out. So what do you make of, like, even though you're not That's in camp powerful. taking fights, that these lightweights are still calling you out for fights? Yeah, I mean, it cannot be a bad thing, you know, that uh, when people are saying your name, it's free publicity. And, um, you know, I've been away. I didn't talk to you guys after my fight. You know, I got hit hard. Um you guys get to see the fun part, but you don't get to see the aftermath. And uh, there's a factor. Um, every fight, you know, and this fight particularly, you know, mm -hmm. I was not ready to talk to you guys. Um, not because I didn't want to, you know, because I wasn't uh, wasn't able. So, yeah, it's, uh, wow. it's the name of the game. And, of course, you have. Damn. And then he goes on to say that uh, that Islam, he's 100% sure that he's not going to be able to run through Charles. Yeah, 100% uh, confident 100%. will not dominate is yeah. the exact <laughs> There you go. Which is what I was saying. Yeah, yeah literally. literally. He took the words from Gaethje's mouth. That's crazy to see Gaethje talk like that. It is. Everybody. You know, knowing his everything that guy's, all the fights, the wars that he's been through, that, that one fight was like, damn. That's pretty uh, And Oliveira is a, a similar story to Leon. Also, with the background, you know, coming from the trenches, yeah, and all that good stuff. Yeah, I feel like this is now gonna be a great platform for people. You know, if if more guys like Leon and Patty get up there and use it as a, a, you know, a platform, they know their influence and they can influence people in a like the softer approach. Well, the more human approach and the more yeah. progressive approach, which is. Right. I, I get it. It's violent, you know, but it's supposed to be art at the same time. Right. Um, you know, we're not barbarians. Um, it's not a street fight. You, you right. know, there's these are high level athletes, high level fighters, and they're martial artists. And that should come with a level of prestige and not and just. It's very you know, emotional. Yeah, man. It, and it's and it's it's it brings a lot of hope to a lot of people, you know, which I think. uh to the ones who get it, need. to the yeah. ones who get it, it does to the, you know, to the guys who are just there for violence, you know, drinking beer. Throw, I, I love last night. There was like, as soon as a camera went on a guy, he just put a beer on his head, <laughs> like just threw it all over his face. Yeah. Utah was great. That was a great uh, crowd. Surprisingly. Yeah. They had good energy. 
They were salty. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been an interesting uh, podcast yeah. for sure. I'm glad uh, you guys invited me. Appreciate it. Thank you, Abdias. I, I do want to say, because you mentioned uh, Dean Thomas earlier, I do want to, mm-hmm. my, my only comment about him besides, well, I have two comments. He is, he is great for the most part. I do love when he comes into the picture, but does it not sound like every single time Dean enters, it sounds like a weatherman is in a hurricane? <laughs> oh, look, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm watching the sign from over here. And it's, it's, uh, it's just a little bit difficult to see, kind of not clear as to what exactly is going on. Is, there, is this uh, – oh, it's a man. It's not a woman fighting. Okay. Uh, here's uh, based on my loose predictions here uh, because, I, quite frankly, I wasn't even watching the fight. You guys got me halfway through a Big Mac. Uh, what I think is going to happen here is, yeah, this person's going to re- – I'm sorry, what? Well, that's soccer. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel. And then, uh, uh, what's this dude's name? Uh, the other announcer in the post show. Um, uh, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, he, newer, right? I, no, 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 no. It's uh, this guy's been an announcer for a long time. Uh, he does interviews and stuff like that. Um, Okamoto. Yeah. Brett? Yes. Brett? Yeah, Brett. I, uh, I have the. Brett called him out on. Uh, he called Dean out. He's like, so Dean, uh, seconds before the fight, you were saying that he was broken. Like, uh, what, what are your thoughts after uh, what happened? Like, <laughs> he's like, listen. Dean was all like, listen, man. I mean, it's not like it was a miracle that was happening. Everybody was seeing the same. Like, he got all defensive. Yeah. Dude, I Dude. went I went down the Brett Okamoto rabbit hole one time. Why? Because I really don't like him. <laughs> I really yeah, well- I'm- because I really don't like him, so I had to go down the rabbit hole. Like I, I had to learn about where he came from, like who his dad was. Because I was like, "There's no way this guy just got his uh, job." Yeah, and, and, yeah, it's and a weird just, reporter. He's awful. And then I just started making <laughs> jokes. I was like, "Man, this is the kind of guy who's just having like, if his wife ever wants to have sex with him, he still wears his business socks while he's doing it. Like, <laughs> that's just how I feel about him. It's just, it's not a good thing it, for him to take Ariel's job." And uh, Mark Grimundi or that, the other guy, I don't. The ESPN reporters are are not not my cup of tea. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, he he didn't feel. I mean, no one can fill Ariel's shoes. I don't think. That's yeah. there's only one. What the about nose. what about New York Rick? Could he fill Ariel? <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> is that the guy with the pink jacket? That's the guy. No, that's the guy on Ariel's show with him. That they're always the, the MMA hour. Like it's like uh-huh. I don't know. The, he brings too many of the guy, like the guys behind the scenes on it at this point. <laughs> well, I guess you know they're like they've been with him for a while, so he's like their his rap pack. Yeah. yeah. Uh, before we boys. finish this, I do have to say next weekend there is no fights. What we're fightless next weekend? What? Yeah. What's the point of waking up then? I know. <laughs> the next one is September 3rd, uh, Cyril Gunn in Tuivasa mm. in Paris. And then September 10th is Tony Ferguson at 170. <laughs> I know. Wow. So he's taking this on. Is it like a. Did he know? I'm guessing. Three week know. notice. What, um, what time is the card in Petty? 3 p.m. Uh, the main card is 3 p.m. Is it? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Prelims start at yep, that's right. 12 p.m. prelims. And a 2 p.m. card, I believe, main card for Oliveira versus Islam. Yes. 2 p.m. 
which uh, it's going to be a great time. I, I, I don't, don't mind if... the early cards, to be honest with you. When is the Oliveira fight? It is October the day before. It is the day before my wedding, the day after my birthday. So I hope we will be. I hope we are watching together. Yeah. Where, where do you? Where are we? Where are you watching that? Or where are we watching next? We'll be in Orlando. In my house. All right. Fantastic. Fantastic. And if all systems go, we're going to be on stage together the night before. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna inquire about that. Um, I'm sure you have other friends going up and playing too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so it'll be like a, a jam yeah. night. It'll be a big jam uh, night. That's awesome, man. Yeah, um, but we'd would love for uh, us to be a, a big part of that together. Yeah, dude, it'll be my uh, first time in a bar in quite some time. <laughs> I think you're here. At least. Yeah, yeah pre pandy. Yeah, we'll pre pandy. We'll, we'll give you a gummy. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't had, I haven't had a drink since July of last year. That's like a long time. It is a very long time. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's like, like almost that's almost yeah. as long as Luke Rockhold's been. Oof. Yeah. Oof. I go for Luke Rockhold. What? Good for Luke Rockhold. Yeah, for sure. Time. For sure. But uh yeah, we will be we will be so that's Friday night. Friday night, uh got the Haven rented out. Perfect. Saturday, we're gonna be uh, watching the fights. Who's uh, who's going on Friday night? Anybody else that I know, musician wise? Not that I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Me. <laughs> I thought you're bringing in. I thought you're bringing in the Cobalt or something. Uh, no, no, <laughs> uh, no. I'm there will only be one virtuoso on the guitar this evening. <laughs> <laughs> that is me. No, um, I mean, I, I, anybody who wants to come can can you, come. But you should invite Bobby and Mike yeah. Walker, and then you. And then you'll have that, you know, like Joe Satriani did with Steve Vai. Yeah, it'll be G3. G3. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is J3. J3, yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. And I'll just go in the back. <laughs> and fucking Mark Portnoy the shit out of the night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you, so. I mean, you need any help setting up, or because we're no, planning on heading out there in the no, early. No, seriously, it'll be, it'll be easy breezy, casual. Just come and be a rock star. Cool, man. Nice. Well, I'll be uh, definitely revisiting all my uh, Lars Ulrich's tapes so I can warm up. <laughs> <laughs> Lars Ulrich. And uh, just remember that, just to get some of that Lars vibe before. Mm -hmm. Some of them chops. There. Yeah, just so I can play with you guys over there. <laughs> You know, and like no. <laughs> rock with you. Uh, definitely gonna take some some kind of ear muffling system because I know it's gonna be loud as shit. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll turn it down for you. Yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> well, Diaz, okay. Diaz, thanks for coming and hanging out. Hey, no, my pleasure. This was yeah, a lot of fun. Coming on, and uh, and kudos to you guys for keeping it alive and giving it a fighting chance. Oh. Um, <laughs> It's uh I think now with uh with the the combination of punch you and everything that's happened, it's gonna be you'll see. This is gonna you guys are gonna have the MMA guru on your show really soon. Yeah, that'd let's be do awesome. It. Which I highly recommend that you do invite him. Yeah, I'm gonna reach out. You reach should. out to sure. that brother. Hey, like, um, hey Jambi, makaleka hi, make a hiney home. <laughs> <laughs> um the last thing I do have to ask is how was the meat sauce for Sal's birthday? Impeccable. Oof. It was freaking delicious. I think we're actually going to have the rest of it for dinner tonight. There you go. Yeah, it was, it was spaghetti last night. Today's going to be panty. 
Ooh, I man, I love changing up the noodle, but with the same yeah. sauce. Yeah, that's what I'm talking. That's that's my whole life, bro. That's it's a brand what I do. It's a brand new meal. Put that on a t-shirt, dog. I switch up the noodle, but I give you the same sauce. You know what I mean? <laughs> you don't like this noodle, but I got this noodle. Sometimes you come in with linguine, you know. I got Sometimes the come in uh, with the. Uh, I got the papadelli. Yeah, you got the papadelli. You know, I got the fazili. You know, I got I bring in the penne sometimes. You know, I got the bolt ties. All I heard was you got the fresh basil. I got the oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, my basil is out of control. <laughs> it is like you cut it and it immediately like, no. You're like the whole is it, house. Is it growing next to your hammock and you're talking to it and motivating it? <laughs> uh I do talk to it and it is next to my hammock. But I don't motivate it. Ooh. Uh, I I just make sure they're happy. Yeah, happy plants. But uh, yeah, man. I'll you know what? Um, uh, when I when we go, I'm gonna bring you a, a nice fresh Ziploc full of uh, basil. Thanks, man. Here and uh, who knows? Maybe we'll do a little quick one to Publix, and I'll make you some oh. meat sauce. Oh, yeah. I'm always little, game for some meat sauce. Little Friday night meat sauce. Yeah. <laughs> Or for, or the, for fight. the fight night. Yeah. yeah. You You're down for that? Is Emily down for that? Oh, yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, man. We're having somebody cook. <laughs> she actually, she whipped up a mean dinner last night for her dad's birthday. It was a Hawaiian teriyaki mahi-mahi like, with some rice and some uh, stir-fried broccoli and peppers oh and onions. God. And there was even some... Uh, 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 shish kebabs of chicken with uh oh. yeah it was it was sounds delicious I, you know i do i do 95 percent of the cooking in this yeah. house she <laughs> even came home one time from school last week it was so funny because it was like her first day of like meet the teacher and she just comes in she's like where's my meal i'm like oh, <laughs> <laughs> but um no she it's it's funny because she's only cooked for me like probably like five or six times and every single one I'm like, cause I'm always like, get out of my kitchen. Mm. And it's funny because she crushes it. She yeah. made me, I was sick like about a month ago. She made me like a healthy orange chicken. Like it wasn't like a deep fried thing, but it still yeah. had that, like that tang. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> she got that tang on that chicken. <laughs> You guys remember that drink, Tang? Yeah, dude, it's gross. My mom used to buy that. I don't. <laughs> Tang? Tang was invented for uh, astronauts on Mars. Really? I'm, I'm dead serious. Yeah, that's that's Tang. how it was invented. Really? Tang, yep, it was made for astronauts, and then it became a popular drink. And then they realized uh, that space was fake? Uh, so gross, dude. My mom used to buy that shit. Fucking gross. Yeah? I was like, come on, get some real orange juice. Get some Sunny D. <laughs> You guys still making your ice though? I like ninety yes. percent acidity in my drinks. And the, the uh, machine just keeps getting louder and louder. Too. Yeah, that bad. machine is like a, having a furnace. <laughs> yeah, dude. Your mom's furnace. just buying like all these like attachments for it that just make it louder. <laughs> it just yeah. squeaks now and stuff. It's it's like, it, we like, thought it, we thought it had died a few weeks yeah. ago. It got resurrected, and then uh, she was like, "Oh, I think I'm gonna return it." I'm like, "All right, whatever." Yes. <laughs> And then uh, she's like, no, I think I'm going to keep it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and I bought the damn thing, so it's my fault. Mm. But it makes it does happy. make good ice. Yeah. Good ice. Wouldn't it be ice? 
All right, All right my friends. I'm going right. to tap out. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, guys. This has been fun. And yes, sir. Fun. Yes, sir.